This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash laser and get a free audiobook on us. Welcome back, Tickling and Nostalgia Bone Laser Time Podcast, the internet's four, fourth, we're still fourth, unfortunately, fourth, fourth leading Ooh. pop culture podcast. If you don't know what we do, we usually pick a topic, uh, and we stick to, well, we grab sound clips and media stuff and give you a bunch of trivia and information. Uh, we're not just goofing off here, We've done a t- I've done a ton of research into this, and this is actually a follow-up to a, sh- a previous show. Uh, before we get started, my name's Christopher Antista. Henry Goof Troop Gilbert. <laughs> Michael Raparos. Diana Goodman. Diana Goodman. And a, a little while back, we did a show called The Best uh, Animated Films Based on TV Cartoons. Happens rarer than you'd think. By the way, the name of the dude who played Powerline, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. That That's was a thank Oh, T E V I N. Man, thanks for, thanks for the cliffhanger, man. Hopefully, some people hung in there. <laughs> didn't bother looking it up. No, no, no. Yeah. They wouldn't do that in the span of two weeks. Um, <laughs> hey, look, I, I understood what this was. There'll even be a show in between. But if you want to hear the, what the best ones are, you can go back and listen to that one. Because here we're going to talk about the worst. And this is the worst according to Rotten Tomatoes, according to the, the movies that were released theatrically, and not anime. <laughs> and most, most of these are like our Western releases. Do you want me to just jump into it? Yeah, I want to get started. Because like, yeah, what I said like previously, a bunch of movies that I went looking for the Rotten Tomatoes score didn't actually have one. So they weren't... Hmm. On the list, and I'm like, well, that sucks, but because this is going to lead like that He Man one mm-hmm. Michael keeps bringing there you, up, which is like, of the sword is awful. Like, I, yes. I can just say, I've ne- yeah, I never saw it. I, I probably did see it. Uh, what was that? The Shira He Man team? Yeah, up? yeah. So when they found out that Shira existed, it was a, mm-hmm. a uh, backdoor world. pilot for Shira the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, I do remember seeing that, just not in the theater. I mean, they put it on. T- I mean, it was a TV special they put in theaters. Oh, God, it just, yeah. I bet it sucks so. I, I remember hard. seeing ads for it, and then it never came to my shitty hick town. <laughs> Mm, yeah, it was a ma- I got to see it as a kid, but I barely remember it. But I just remember it being a major event. Like, oh my god, a movie! I get to see a movie. Well, that's that's not on here, and I, I, I'm not I'm not one of those Rotten Tomato followers per se. Like, I don't know what their scores mean. I don't know. What, do you know what what makes a what score is good? Approximately uh, like a range. I think it is fifty percent for them. Over fifty, but these almost all of these are below fifty percent. Oh, okay, yeah. and, and some it'll seem a little harsh. Some of them seem a little harsh to me. Um, in, seventy to be fresh, including our. No, first I think it's one. over fifty to be fresh, but okay. I I don't pay attention until it's like seventy. Such, that's a, I'm, I'm a, more of a Metacritic I'm a guy. Hmm, I'm more of a Metacritic. But Metacritic definitely didn't exist when a lot of these movies did. Not like Rotten Rod Tomatoes is ancient in online years, and somebody ain't doing a job. But this is this is basically number ten. But don't don't follow this too closely, people, because this is like fifty five. I think. Um, okay. See if you can guess what this is. This is a this is a live action trailer. This is what made it special. It's not important where it happened. It's not important when it happened. It's not even important how it happened. What is important? Oh, I think. It happened. Uh, swamp thing. Powerpuff Girls. Hey, what's your name? Ah. What you what you missed? Sugar spice, everything nice. And Buttercup in the Powerpuff Girls movie. Three. 
mutant superheroes. So this is weird, right? Did you see it? Yeah, uh, no, actually, because really the like reviews the were Girls. really bad for it. Well, it was a prequel. Aww. Yeah, it was the origin story of them and Mojo Jojo. Yeah. I've already told that story like a million times. Yeah, and I, I hate when they establish, as a canon nerd, I hate when they establish an origin and then just redo it for a wider for, audience. Yeah, yes, and my biggest example of that for me, movie that has disappeared, much like this one, Strangers with Candy. One of my favorite <laughs> shows ever that made one of the worst movies ever. It is not that bad, but it it's is really it is sixty percent the same joke. It's the same jokes with reca- like recasting people I like. With, I didn't re- but Chris, with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Chris Pratt as a uh, Jerry Blank's little brother. That's I didn't even right. recognize that. Wow, I totally forgot mm-hmm. about that. Anyway, we're talking about animated films here, Pape. These are the worst animated uh, films I remember, based yeah, on the, TV cartoons. The Powerpuff Girls changed the thing that also just had kind of a morose tone to it, they mm-hmm. said. And like basically the whole film is them being like disliked by the city of Townsville mm-hmm. and being brainwashed into working for Mojo Jojo until they turn on him at the end. But I, that like I don't like that status quo. I like the status quo of the super happy Townsville that loves the Powerpuff Girls. So, do they do anything to make it worth being a movie? Is it the animation uh, just, quality yeah. better? There's or a song by Ringo higher? Star, maybe. Yeah. Although okay. it does kind of establish that there's a, there's a precedent for like when they try to teach the Amoeba Boys how to be criminals mm-hmm. by staging their own bank robbery, and they Hi. suddenly turn really mean, like screaming, "Shut that kid up!" and so, I, so they've I, had yeah. they've had practice as criminals. This is one other instance of like I'm a, grew up a Disney fan and seeing how Disney treats even the things built in the 40s they'll present to you like it was made yesterday. Whereas mm. Cartoon mm-hmm. Network has let this backlog, which like I was almost out of being able, allowed to love cartoons publicly <laughs> when Powerpuff Girls came out. Cartoon Network has been fucking terrible to all of its shit. Like nothing is on DVD, nothing is available anywhere. Yeah. Everything's on YouTube and like some standard. Where's definition. the twelve ounce mouse movie? <laughs> well, they play it, well, the cycle is they play it every day, all day for ten years, and then they never play. They mm. never play it again. That's so weird, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the- and then they brought back the Powerpuff Girls for like some newer episodes, <laughs> but also the, the creator Craig McCracken. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was with the Powerpuff Girls from day one during the What a Cartoon com. Uh, uh, competition when they premiered the pilot, like Holy the shit. pilot on Space Ghost. Oh no, wait, no, sorry. So they did the What a Cartoon competition, mm. which was really just the pilot program for things that Cartoon Network would make as one of them series. became Family Guy. One of them did become Family Guy, mm-hmm. but Cow and Chicken. But there's Cow and Chicken, Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's mm. Laboratory. All of which eventually got to be full series. I forget what uh, magazine I got a set of stickers of all the What a Cartoon shows oh, before yeah. they aired. And it I might put have been like Discover or Ranger Rick or Jesus, something like I believe that. My that sister got it, whatever it was. 321 Contact. And yeah, the first one was a great cartoon. And mm. I, I love the first one. Really it good. was What a Cartoon, I'd say. Mm. And <laughs> and the whole series was a lot of fun. Yeah. Made by it, it was also made by gamery nerds mm-hmm. and who love anime and they'd stick in all these references like it's totally the template for what you'd see in current shows like Adventure Time regular mm-hmm. show and Steven Universe of just like nerds who loved anime and comic books got to make a show for kids that they also make for themselves and, and people mm-hmm. like themselves yeah. and that's that's what I love about it and then and Powerpuff Girls was an early one like that because uh, there was one great episode that just had a fight scene that then I like it looked different to me and then I found out that, like, this was done frame by frame to be a Dragon Ball Z fight scene. Like, they just <laughs> they just reenacted one. Well, but the movie's not great, from what I heard. The movie's not. I just I find it bizarre that it's not made readily available. Nor does Cartoon Network bother 
protecting the copyright of any of this stuff. And the next one I care about even less, which is uh, 2001's Recess School's Out. None of us watch Recess, so why don't we swap it out? Because Michael brought up one I forgot or made me think of one I forgot. Uh, I'm not sure if you brought it up. Um, Another Cartoon Network joint. Okay. Um, Let's just say it was... hmm. An ancient wizard. A child with a secret. He had a power drill. A woman with a past. How y'all doing? A galaxy torn asunder. This sounds like Dave Willis. Mm? A cop on the edge. (laughs) Where are my freaking pants? (laughs) A hidden tomb. (laughs) This is totally not what I thought it was. A mythical kingdom. An ancient, mythical, secret kingdom tomb. <laughs> Guy. <laughs> is this uh, the Aqua Teen movie? Michael, it is the Aqua Teen oh, movie. Oh, it's so good. It's, this is, I didn't movie have it ranked. Movie film for theaters. Got a 48. Movie, a colon movie film for theaters. The word colon is in there. Holy shit, did this disappear from everything. It was the greatest troll ever. It's, possibly the most expensive troll yeah. ever executed on a film so going audience. Mistaken, they made another version of the movie. Yes, so if you get the, movie, the DVD, right? there's a bonus deleted movie, which is like... I guess they had enough deleted scenes that this, it, it follows a completely different plot. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is in... It looks... As expensive as the show, which is cheap, uh, really, like, really bad. It's it's a. I think it's a objectively <laughs> bad. The, the, uh, oh, the, but in a, a funny way, it's mm. fine. Yeah. If you like the show, I like watching the show in like ten minute doses. It maybe yeah. ruined Aqua Teen yeah. for me, and it was hard to go back because like it, it is. Did. It felt endless. I was. I don't remember what the movie is about. I seem to remember <laughs> the deleted movie is about like that giant exercise robot that won't stop dancing. I think that's the in the movie real movie. Might yeah, Carl Soloflex thing. Uh, I think had it might be in both. Is he like, keeps playing that one song. A chicken yeah. nugget character that uh, Chris Kattan or Bruce <laughs> Campbell. Well, it was all their space guys. Well, look uh, to explain. Uh, uh, this was the ethos they went for, and they did great with it. But to explain Hunger Force is to be like. A thing you saw when you were stoned, like mm. it is just yeah. is one of the stoniest shows ever. I just like, I remember I had just moved to San Francisco. I am dating this beautiful girl, and we love Aqua Teen, and we go to this movie and are fucking horrified. Like <laughs> like we both went in as fans, and I think came out less yes. less fans mm. as a result of it. I, I don't know. I, I'm well, old, the Dave Willis I'm like usually so in on the joke the movie. Like, yes, yeah, the creators were not happy with making it, and then the movie peaks. With the Let's Go Out to the Lobby parody, like mm. in the beginning of the film, like that's the peak, and it's kind of down from there. Like and it's it's Mastodon, not unlike, isn't it? Not unlike Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. I peaks, didn't want to compare the two, but uh, in the intro yeah. and kind of just gets disgusting and less funny yeah, the longer. Well, at least Aquatine never had the shrimp scene. True. <laughs> uh, well, I can't believe how forgotten that movie has become. Yeah, it's it's not broadcast anywhere. Yeah, I barely. Rem- I need to watch it again. Yeah, we might need to watch that again. Just to refresh my memory. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab. Some, It'll still feel like a waking dream. I'll grab some <laughs> California medicine. We'll get through this. Right. It's the only um, way to watch.
Move alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Hey there, everybody. Just here to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Audible. And if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash laser, you can get a free audiobook just for trying out the service. Are you asking yourself, what is Audible? Well, chances are, if you like podcasts, you're going to like Audible because Audible is home to audiobooks, uh, comedy records, radio shows, old-timey radio shows, uh, spoken entertainment, all forms. And it's, it syncs perfectly with any device that you have, your iPhones, your Androids. Uh, your desktops, your, your tablets. Audible is compatible with all of that stuff, and it's a great way to enjoy books on the go, especially if you're someone addicted to earbuds like me, and I'm guessing you. And Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from. Fifty Shades of Grey is up there, Amy Poehler's new book, uh, Yes Please is there, American Sniper, as well as... Uh, my books, The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had To, DC and Craft Pearson. Kingdom. Yes, it's me, DC Pearson. Are you reading the books? I am, I am reading them on Audible. I'm not reading them right now, because that would be conceited. And you can get that just by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash laser? Yep. Thanks for being so agreeable. You're welcome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Last week on Cape Crisis. <laughs> so as I talked about earlier on the podcast, I am a big lover of Squirrel Girl. Nice. So, uh, Squirrel Girl. Of her. <laughs> Squirrel Girl is a joke character. She's a 14 year old mutant girl who talks to squirrels and looks stupid. Like, her outfit's dumb, intentionally dumb, and she's annoying and only has squirrel puns. It's written in a way that they're not trying to make a cool character and she sucks. They're trying to make a crappy character that's a joke. Like, Iron Man just rolls his eyes at her the whole time. She's like, let me be your sidekick, Iron Man. Just keeps making excuses like, no, no, you can't be. You're annoying. You talk to squirrels. You're not useful to me. And yet, in continuity, she got to beat Dr. Doom. Like, Dr. Doom kidnaps both of them. What? And then it leads to a classic panel you may have seen on the internet. Hundreds of squirrels respond to her call and flood Doom's ship, chewing through the wires <laughs> and attacking Doom en masse, causing him to exclaim... Confound, Confound these you. wretched rodents. For every one I fling away, a dozen more vex me. <laughs> That's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast you must listen to every Thursday or Friday. Uh, the next, before, what's before we continue, uh, I need another definition of terms question. Please. Are we, because you reminded me when you said that, you know, Disney would present old stuff and be like, it's mm -hmm. new. And it's like, dude, they're fighting Hitler. It's from the 40s. Yeah. yeah. So are we going to count uh, Warner, Warner Brothers repackaging? No. Well, I mean, we the Space Jam, no. Uh, see, I didn't well, see. Well, no, that's not. No, that's an actual like movie. Fantastic I mean, Island and Quackbusters. Yes, and I was Looney thinking Quackbusters. I didn't. And I did. Movie I would say Bugs no. Bunny, Red movie. And okay, uh, good. if if we did, um, we would have to include this movie, which I, uh, I would say mercifully just grabbed a sound clip from, so we don't have to see it because this did air in some territory theatrically. I hope it wasn't in your territory, you unlucky souls, because it started. The movie started with the intro of the show. <laughs> This rain stinks. Yeah, I'm bored. Shh, don't let Uncle Heathcliff hear. You oh. know what he'll oh, want to no. do. 
Did I hear you say bored? No, no. We got lots to do. Chores. Our rooms need cleaning. Cut the lawn. Homework. Don't take us into the basement, Uncle Heathcliff. Well, make yourselves comfortable. Get in your prayer closet. Some, I just, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm only happy because I'm just imagining Bob Mackie listening to this and suffering somewhere. <laughs> poor somewhere. Mel Blank. Uh, poor, but if you, the movie starts out as a fucking clip show. Oh, yeah. It's raining outside. I'm gonna tell you a story of my uh, previous boring adventures. I think it's I think it's more of a very urbane reference to Rashomon. Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry. Oh, nice. You get the, the... Heathcliff is just like Kurosawa's masterpiece. You're right. <laughs> I did not include compilation films. Okay, good. Um, and because it... I I'm such a such a nerd from so far back that I used to get in arguments. No, I love those things. I remember I got in a big old fight with a kid in school because he's like, "There's a new one, there's a new Daffy Duck movie out," and I'm like, "That's impossible." That's Quackbusters. That's all. <laughs> it's old footage, you know, old cartoons spliced together with a little with bit of new stuff. Cartoons. You can tell the difference in the animation. No, you can't. It's all the same. Yes, you. Well, you can, can also, you blind You can tell the difference with Mel Bryant's like near death of voice mm-hmm. and just like it's me, Daffy. We're gonna we're gonna hear a lot of Mel Blank in this episode. Apparently. Oh, oh, um, oh the, I know what I'm gonna hear. All right, all right, but this yeah. that wasn't on the list. The next one on the list after recess, which we swapped for Aqua Teen, mm-hmm. uh, was this fucking outrageous abomination that I, I hate and Up hate. Up above the clouds lies Carolot, uh, the home of the warm and lovable Wait, Carolots. was there an actual show? Yes. Yeah. Wow, I told I don't remember the show. Oh, Carol Gross. King. That uh, yes. is Carol King. So which, yes. which movie is this? Is this the, the one where they it's find the, the cousins? 1985 or? Care Bears movie where, yeah, they do find the cousins. And it's, it's the second one like where the it's the, the carnival. I mean, were, cousins. Yeah. Were there two or three? Because there's one where there's like Care Bears in Wonderland. Three. Yeah, there's, there's two movies. There's there Alice in Wonderland Care Bear movie. And they, they were, meet the Jabberwock and he raps? It's... Jesus Christ. I, I thought I had the song. There's a, there's a song with Harry Dean Stanton on it uh, with, <laughs> from the Care Bear soundtrack. With Harry Dean Stanton. And, oh, a new, and an original song by Carol King. Um, I love Carol King. This was one of the first movies based directly on a toy line. This is Care Bear's mm-hmm. movie, 1985. Did uh, it beat Transformers to theater? Uh, easy, buddy. Easy, buddy. Uh, yeah, it did. By a year. <laughs> by a year. But like, the, okay. like what it did do is break a couple of Barriers that you kind of wish barriers. Oh, I hate you so much, man. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> Who is everybody's favorite Care Bear? Mine was Tenderheart. Cheer Bear. He's pink. I like pink. Wait, which one was Tenderheart? Mm-hmm. The was Leonardo the of the yeah. of the show. The, the brown leader. bear with the the heart on his stomach. Yeah, I never cared for them. So all the men here had Care Bears yes. and you didn't? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Strawberry shortcake my, my ladies? Sis- no. My sister was always more of a grumpy fan, and in the years since, I've come around to yeah, that he position. He usurped the show, though. He, like, took over my the show. My girlfriend still yeah. sleeps with her, like, original era grumpy bear. It's still there. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I want to, she want people to know It's that. an early <laughs> glimmer of hipster irony that, like, even in a show about insipid <laughs> animals being happy... <laughs> The one that is just the contrarian and pissed yes. off all the time becomes no. the most popular character. No. Well, he's pretty much just Oscar the Grouch. I mean, yeah. Putting a diaper. Mm-hmm. He is. <laughs> no. Oh, no, wait, no, he hangs out with the diaper baby. Like, Are you just hearing Tenderson. the black keys now, Tenderheart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm grumpy about grumpy. something you've never heard uh, of. This is one of the first films based directly on a toy line. Yes. 
the movie was it was which co- was based on a line of greeting cards by it's right. owned by American Greetings. Um, it was co-financed by American Greetings, Kenner, Nelvana, and General Mills. To let you know, I there was felt ca- there's Canadian in there zero too. artistic Synergy. merit to this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't mention that in the in previous episode. I was watching a clip from the Chipmunks movie. I have never seen in any animated film uh, product placement. And they draw very specifically in the background one of the scenes like a box of Honey Nut Cheerios with everything to a T. Mm. Uh, the honeybee is on it. Wow. Uh, like everybody had to sign off on it. Yeah. Like, like, have you seen those new commercials with the honeybee dancing with Usher? I don't like that. <laughs> no. really, they really updated Honey the Bee. No. Uh, this due to necessity, the because they couldn't finish the film, unfinished footage <laughs> was showed Christ. to licensors because they needed to sell shit. And like, we'll probably have it ready by then. That's a practice that exists to this day. So like, it's half finished. They sell it to licensors to get the money to finish But it, it also proved that like you didn't need a Disney budget to make an animated film. And this mm. kind of is this, the awful Jackie Robinson of <laughs> terrible non-Disney <laughs> Uh, yes, animated cartoons. Let's make that comparison. Chris. I don't have another. I'm not a very <laughs> articulate person. Uh, this this freaked out Disney animators. Disney in general. It outgrossed mm. the Black Cauldron significantly. That's at not a, hard. At a no. eighth of the budget, garbage could beat uh, something. It, could actually expensive. Have you guys animation. watched the Black Cauldron recently? It's, it's kind insane. of unwatchable. It's insane. And like yeah. at the very end, it's like someone like switch tracks on you and you're watching a different movie mm-hmm. and everyone's alive yeah they're just like oh <laughs> yeah. whoops I mean everything's fine we're sorry we said they could make this it, it really does not commit to any it's direction it is absolutely uh, insane well, it's like, I, I still haven't watched that uh, the documentary about how they re- what was it Waking Sleeping Beauty was yeah. That, was it? yeah Waking that, Sleeping Beauty because the, the care that's where the Care Bears is mentioned a bunch because at the like, same time oh, the, fucking care the Black Cauldron is the most expensive animated movie ever made mm-hmm. and the Care Bears is the least expensive animated movie ever made and guess which one made more? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they said that, that Don Bluth had tried to kick off the non-Disney animated renaissance with Secret of Nim, and it just didn't take because it was fucking scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Care Bears created this, this. And this is a bunch of stuff that's also not on the list. But I had to grab super fucking awful clips from because it did open the door to shit like the My Little Pony movie. Can you help us get back to Dream Castle? Never fear, never doubt. Grundle's help to get you out. That's so, Danny DeVito in the uh, My Little Pony movie, which is fucking. <laughs> and who could forget? Who could forget? Uh, Pound Puppies and the Legend of Big Paw. Oh, of that went to theaters. Whoa. The weird return of doo-wop in the eighties. (sighs) These are all fucking commercials. This came up at the beginning of like every family home entertainment video. It is burned Mm. into my mind forever. Yeah, F H E. Like drawn and crayon. F H E. Beautiful. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Let's keep going. That's gross. We'll keep going with the real one. Um, I love that. This is the the. This is I forget where we are on the list completely at this point. Uh, we're somewhere uh, in the middle. Seven. Somewhere six. in the middle. Um, that I want to be quick about this because we mentioned it last time and it broke a rule I did set out for myself. Um, but it's the first movie of a trilogy, Henry. A trilogy. A trilogy. We mentioned the earlier. No. Ooh, sorry. Diana for the steel. Trilogy we mentioned earlier. That's right, Michael. It's Rugrats. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> Tommy. I want you to meet someone very special. This is your brother, Dylan. Dill, this is Tommy. 
Get it? Dill pickles? Dill pickles! That kid was uh, just like a fart machine. That was his character. I, I that's I was I never this watched. This is your brother Dylan, Dylan Donald or a dildo as we call him for short. Um, that is that is a creepy image. It's a baby staring at a much smaller baby, <laughs> like a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a super creepy image. And next on the list, yes, um, I don't want which, to talk. Which more has about the Rugrats. which don't make me talk has about Rugrats. the second most. The second largest disparity in between Rotten Tomatoes score and user scores, uh, and that would be um, the Transformers movie. I thought so. Uh, and, and like when I see clips like this, because I'm not a huge Nostalgia fan of this movie. Nostalgia does not equal quality. Children. No, it does not. Uh, <laughs> although Brett Brett swears up and down it still holds up, but I haven't watched it yet to confirm that. Um, you guys say your piece. I'll let me say. Here, here's a clip that you would think like I edited this together as a joke. <laughs> One shall stand, one shall fall. Shall sit. Why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron. No! I'll crush you with my bare hands! I've got to help Prime! Every time I see it, I think it's a... I'm watching a parody that you got the touch <laughs> is playing. Sorry, I don't. I feel no comedy in there. That's just that is that's just awesome my, for Henry. That's like, I, that's like King Lear for you. I huh? watched that scene probably six hundred times as a kid. Like I, <laughs> I had it on VHS. And Optimus Prime is my favorite character. So his final battle with Megatron, like basically. I had watched the film so many times that he dies 30 minutes into the film. I just watched up that 30-minute point. Really? Like, oh, I know how yeah. the rest of it that's, goes. That's Hold not on, the, the climax? No. Oh, no. So as... Ultron Magnus, it, it is to you, old friend. I shall pass the matrix of leadership as it was passed to me. But Prime, I'm, I'm just a soldier. I, Return of... I'm not worthy. This voice uh, this uh, All right, so... Uh, let me first say, like, I'm not as I'm not as rabid for the mm-hmm. Transformers film as Brett. Even Brett would admit the TV show sucked; like, it wasn't good. But it's the movie has very good animation, like the like, the best There's of a, of a great sequence. Two that uh, what's interesting is that they they sold the film as with trailers of the ultimate battle between Optimus Prime and Megatron. But the secret was they were told by their the writers and directors of the film were told by their bosses we need new toys kill the old toys and so then every toy from the first series is killed on screen yes. like the or gets minutes. transformed into a new toy yes and mm-hmm. so then the last that's, hour of that's the kind of a- Fuck you to the audience. It's, wow. it's like for, least, for kids, it was traumatic because you're watching your toys die. At least and carry over some of them so that there's still like something this, to the introduce the new ones. Prowl getting shot in space and like smoke starts billowing out of his mouth as he <laughs> staggers and falls. Like that's fucking traumatic. Well, it's, like it's Megatron insane. then it, has the line of like heroics, such or is like such empty heroics. They're like shoots him in the face, just execution. Like blam, dead. Mm. Like and so it's it's, it's such it's it, one of there's so many reasons why this should have been just flat out illegal. It has huge <laughs> impact illegal. on it had huge impact on people. If you were ten and under, I think when you saw that film and you weren't used to any characters dying in any film. Mm-hmm. Especially not permanently dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To watch all of them die in a giant laser battle after watching like He Man cartoons where like he can't even punch dudes. 
Like it's a big freak out. It like a, it, it, I did. So did you yeah. see the latest Transformers movie? Fuck no. No. Were the Dinobots dumb in that? They don't even talk, and they're in the end of the movie. Shark pickles. <laughs> I like the song. Dinobats just slowly plotting in to save the day. I will say one thing that um, I really liked about this as a kid was like the the original show was set in the eighties. The t- the movie jumped things ahead to the year 2000. Yep. And then the TV series followed the movie after that. And so it was like... All, like uh, th- it There are a bunch of new characters. Spike, the, the kid from the original series, was yep. like aged up and married his girlfriend and had like a new... like he, His son was now like... The kid. Bumblebee um, slash Goldbug's best friend. Setting this horrible literal yeah. precursor to being Shia LaBeouf in the movies. That mm. we have to have a human interest. Yeah. But, you know, the, I I think two-dimensional Spike from the cartoons is way more interesting than Shia Sam LaBeouf. With Sam with yeah. there, there are some beautiful sequences in this movie. I will not deny that. Uh, yeah, we have that. seen this theatrically. Mm-hmm. And there was only one... There were only a few moments in it where I was like, oh, that's bad. Like, There's there a are, lot of those Well, moments. the one I remember is where they're hunting down the re- surviving Autobots mm-hmm. and Ultra Magnus. And, like, uh, Galvatron is flying a Transformer that is also a plane, but also a Transformer. But they can all fly. So I don't know why he's sitting in a cockpit. But <laughs> as he's flying around him in this cockpit, he's, like, strafing them. He misses the Autobots. And then wordlessly, he should have been saying lines here. He just moves up his arm like Dick Dastard, like, Err, I'll get you, like a clenched <laughs> Shake fist. Shake a boy. And he's just like shaking his fists wordlessly. I'm like, this is a fuck. Like, you guys needed to reshoot this. Like, you uh, screwed up this <laughs> I believe we also have our final appearance by Orson Welles. Uh, I've yes, told the story a billion times on a podcast. Screen. Somebody in an interview asked, Who did you play in the movie? And he said, I play a toy. Who eats other toys? <laughs> Thank you, Orson. Just like in real life. That <laughs> drive like me. Munching on a plastic action figure. For a time, I considered sparing your wretched little planet, Cybertron. But now, you shall witness its dismemberment. No! Like, uh, what, just what the would idea. someone make an opera of the life of Orson Welles? <laughs> yeah, really I'm just should. sad the Pavarotti oh, couldn't well, play well, it. Just I'm, like a wonder, a wonderkind like Orson Welles having to end his life with saying the word Cybertron. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, have you have you guys seen Jodorowsky's Dune? The, the new uh, I, ha- I got it for Christmas. Oh, it, it. It's fantastic, it's wonderful. But there's there's a bit where the director Jodorowsky's talking about like how he. Tried to get and and successfully got Orson Welles mm-hmm. to play the part of Baron Harkonnen in his version of Dune, and that like he found him at this uh, restaurant in LA where he liked to eat and uh, w- went up and, and pitched him on. He's like, no, no, I'm not interested. And he's like, no, if you do this, I will hire the chef from this restaurant to come and cook for you every day. You will be able to eat his food for every meal. And and as much wine as you want, and like oh, okay, yes, I'll do it. So I'm wondering, like, did they just move the recording yes. studio to his booth at the restaurant? That's, that sounds <laughs> splendid. Because he's he's basically like Eric John Rosh from the Spoils <laughs> of Babylon. I know uh, that. Yeah, there's a joke I'd heard about his. Uh, 
Tom Sharpling on the best show, which is one of my favorite podcasts. He has this joke about the film F is for Fake that he made. And oh, that, yeah. That which the, I finally saw, and it's very interesting. That in the film, yeah, in, one scene, in one scene, Orson Welles just goes to a restaurant, sits down, and, go, and like looks at the menu and says, Oh, the steak au poivre. And like... <laughs> What is that in the movie for? Who cares what he ordered? Like, yeah, like, there's chunks of the movie that's just him sort of wandering around talking about some stuff. Mm-hmm. Then they get back to the quote-unquote plot. I recently saw back Orson Welles in Ed Wood, uh, <laughs> played by uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. but overdubbed by Maurice, Maurice LaMarche, uh, the brain. It's wow. such an awesome sequence. <laughs> Being able to see that face, know who he's playing, and know where the voice is coming from. It's a trifecta of delight. I was supposed to do a thriller at Universal. They want Charlton Heston to play a Mexican. Uh, Mexican. <laughs> Love, <laughs> Love uh, you. That is, uh, a gr- that is a great film. Yes. A Touch of Evil. Oh, yeah. So, so good. good. Um, and I don't have a lot on it because I, I never watched it. But like because of what happened with Transformers the movie, and I accidentally collected it in this list because it didn't come out theatrically as a result of the G.I. Joe movie... <laughs> They were they killed Duke in the movie, and then at the end of the film, uh, an announcer came on to say, "And Duke isn't dead. He woke Duke's up from his coma." Dead. The end. <laughs> because they had the same plan of killing off the roster of characters. God, the Chocobot robot hour is all I can fucking think. I can't believe this is legal. This is why you have to regulate the airwaves. I mean, that's it. Like it it's did so brainwash evil. children. Like it. Like we. There are. I am the generation. Thirty year old people who this. still think this shit was awesome. Mm. And anything like anything other than a toy with flaps that cha- that, that shit was amazing. It's beautiful. Like the architecture is amazing. Amazing the toys. And yet, mask is forgotten. I love yeah. mask. Where's the, I, it's really, I where's the mask movie? I, I yeah. shot my sister in the face with a missile that came out of the back of a '57 Chevy. I'll never forget <laughs> that. Was that was the best toy. I'll never forget it. They finally gave us Hondo and his '57 fucking Chevy. <laughs> All right, but you had to buy the truck to get the real mask. True. Anyway, is this all, all? It's an acronym. Mean hmm? something else? M A S. Yeah, it, who it was cares? An acronym, who it? cares? Is Gary Busey named the show? I don't know. <laughs> you see, it's a uh, uh, masquerading as Scolger. Uh, I don't know anything to start knowledge. With I'm doing an <laughs> impression knowledge. with only my teeth right now. <laughs> I'm masquerading as Scolger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will go to break. When we get back. We will get back into uh, the actual worst. Uh, and this is a lot of worst, oh, by the way. Boy. A lot of worst. Uh, Animated films based off of a TV cartoon. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to our show today. I hope you like it. We rarely do sequels, but, uh, man, I hope... You... Anime fans are still upset with me that I didn't include them in this, this little list, but, hey, guys, they would have been in the worst category, and nobody wants that. Moving on, I want to get a really special plug out. Um, all of the songs you've seen uh, in the intros, outros, rejoiners, if you want to call them, uh, those are by our friend Dotflix. We've highlighted them several times on our site. Uh, he's a great, great man. Uh, he's he's a wonderful musician. He did the closing song for last week's uh, episode with the Derek guys uh, called Slow Burn. You may have seen it in a couple of our videos. And guess what? 
All of these cartoon themes, some of which you guys requested and he made, are now available uh, on his Hot Dad TV album. You can go get that at hotdad.bandcamp.com. It's pay what you want, free if you'd like, but um, you know what? If, if Eric Dotflesshelwig came through with your request, you owe it to him to go give him a couple bucks. How about that? We'd like to pay our artists here. Reimburse people. That's how we keep this train moving. You can find that in an article on LazerTimePodcast.com as well as our other podcasts like Cape Crisis. I don't know what happened on Video Game Apocalypse last week, but I laughed hard. I laughed until I hurt, and everybody told me I was too vulgar. Go and give it a listen if you don't believe me. And as per usual, Dave, uh, Dave Rudd and I will be streaming every Tuesday at th- uh, 3, 3.30-ish uh, kind of hour. And last week we did iDARB and the WWE 2K15 DLC, One More Match DLC, and of course by popular request, Fibbage, you will not believe how that game shook out. Uh, but yeah, we, we're trying to get in the habit of doing that every Thursday, and even if you can't join us live, you can join us over at uh, youtube.com slash laser10network and see all of our videos, including the Japan videos, our Tiny Toons videos, a bunch of other stuff I know for a fact majority of you listening have never seen before. Ah. Laser Tony's got something up uh, regarding the uh, weird-ass mascots. Bunch of stuff over there, and again, I know you assholes have not seen it yet. But yes, once again, thank you guys for listening. If you'd like the best of uh, TV animation turned into theatrical movies, we made an article, and you can find that over at lasertimepodcast.com. We'll put a link right in this podcast page. Thank you very much, guys. Let's end the plugs right now. We now return to the Terrorist Countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Tame a Pikachu, get your big break. It's gonna get tough, you just can't get enough. You keep on kicking ass, you'll be a Pokemon master. Pokemon! There's so many. Which again, I, uh, apologies, it was just pointed out to me, I didn't include Peabody and Sherman on here. I didn't even consider CG, because I didn't yeah. want to. Because um, who would? Uh, but Peabody and Sherman... There was an article I read today that said DreamWorks just had a bunch of layoffs in their animation department. 500 because, people. Yeah, Ooh. and that they are going from a three-film-a-year three studio to a two-film-a-year studio, partially because of the failure of Peabody and Sherman, which... Uh, in the interview, right. casted as saying that Peabody and Sherman was seen as too clever by moms, uh-huh. which I think is not this true. This is too intelligent for my children. Especially because, like, the Lego movie made a whole lot of money, and it's way too smart for children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but not. But it's not a DreamWorks movie, which is literally a factory at this point. A fucking factory. <laughs> Except of for the Train Your Dragon people. I thought the second movie was pretty stupid. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought I it was pretty dumb. Seen the second well, the Academy disagrees with you. I think I, it's a better film than the Lego movie. No, as I, is the Hollywood foreign. Press. There, there are too many stupid sequel things to get over where they are and what they're doing. It, it, it defeats the purpose of the whole first movie. I could have this discussion for hours, but we're talking <laughs> and about, we will. We were talking about. Uh, Animated films based off of TV cartoons, which it doesn't, because that's a reverse order. I believe there is a mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madagascar got a mm. Penguins of Madagascar show, which then got a movie because DreamWorks is a fucking factory, and it needed I guess to be that stopped. Penguins one could be on this. Yeah, list. It's, it, I, I don't, I don't like them blaming Peabody and Sherman because I actually do love Peabody and Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's weird to think yeah. kids would give a crap about Peabody and Sherman. Like, I don't when, know why. 50 years after yeah, they were but created. No, 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 blame, no blame falls on the crudes. 
The Croods? Uh, no one wants to talk about the Croods? DreamWorks? Well, that no? Nicholas Cage. No, no, wait, it was oh, Jack Cusack. Was it Cage or Cusack? I've heard people Cage. say the Croods was actually good. Yeah, but some, some idiot will always say that about an animated movie they were forced to go through because they had children. Like, it's, mm. it's fuck that shit. But what else is on this list? What else is on this list? Well, uh, we skirted over G.I. Joe the movie, and because I promise we won't talk about it that long... Um, at this point, there's Rugrats Go Wild, the lowest-rated Rugrats mm. film, which I, for the some crossover reason, film of the Wild Thornberries. My friend was big into the Wild Thorn, like, unironically into the Wild Thornberries. Unlike the rest mm. of you fucks in the internet, who I'm pretty sure, are, like, ironically, into, I don't know. To be totally honest, I'd never seen the show before. I've just seen this movie in the theater. Um, what I forgot about it is uh, Elsa. Is it? Do you remember the names of the any the, of these characters? Nah, right. The girl can talk to animals. Yeah. So she can talk to the monkey. Isn't her name do a little even like? I, the... No, I have no idea. Eliza. <laughs> she can talk to animals. Like this and uh, the Rugrats dog is of course on this adventure and has to. Oh! And can now making That's a second right. appearance in this feature. Um, Bruno, I'm, I'm trying to do my business here. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's, uh, for a minute there, I thought I actually heard you talking to me. You talking to me? Are you talking to no. me? <laughs> Always right. funny. Talk to animals. It's a long story. Should we come back? Ah, no problem. I'm done. I was just marking. Bruce I'm Willis slit my throat. Jesus Christ. Bruce Willis making another appearance. Why is he saying a line that isn't even his like famous line? Give a, a yeah. famous line to him. At least when they did that shitty scene in Rocky and Bullwinkle, it was De Niro doing the line. Yeah, uh, this is this uh, is the no, only little kids love hard R rated movies from 1976. What's uh, that's everybody so, knows yeah. that? Well, as uh, as they say on Comedy Bang Bang, something for Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only Rugrats movie rated PG for whatever fucking reason. I'm yeah. guessing certain violence. Mm. I would guess um, some scary situations. Uh, Burger King and Blockbuster gave out scratch and sniff cards because this film. <laughs> was compatible with Odorama. <laughs> uh, that pissed off John Waters. Waters. It did. As he, it did. He, All right. Did he, he sue? He should have sued. Well, that. I think because they used the name Odorama that oh, he coined definitely sue. for polyester, was it? Uh, I always forget if it's polyester or pink flamingo. Oh, Lacey Chabert played uh, oh, that's Eliza why, that's why that noise was. Er, that's why her voice was super squeaky and noisy and annoying. Went from and I wanted cute to punch her. to uh, wowza. Her voice is so fucking and yeah. maybe she seems like she was trained to play, be a Disney princess like that. Oh my god! Horrible. I remember seeing her. We went to a dollar theater to see Lost in Space movie, which is garbage. I probably haven't been commenting. And every time she opened her mouth, I was like, and, and then she, Gary Oldman's going to stab her in the face, right? <laughs> Not that kind of movie. We're mm. getting lower on the list. I think this was what was a forty-one for Rugrats Go Wild and Hey Arnold. Our next one is what? at a 29. A 29 Ooh. in the Rotten Tomato rating. That's a big drop. But, well, well yeah. Yeah, well, this, this is the only reason I, 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 I discover the things for one of our recent episodes, The Origins of Hey Arnold, because I was researching oh, this. researching for this. Um, and, yeah, how the fuck did this get a movie? And it, it turns out it wasn't supposed it's to. It's very complicated. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to. It just, they, they made it, they were making it straight to video, or like, and it tested. A TV special. It tested very well. And they're mm-hmm. like, maybe we'll just turn this into a movie. It turns out the but, audience oops. was not there. Well, they were, yeah. What they didn't realize was they took a huge risk and it made it dead to be anything yes. else. It's like it, it got slapped back down to TV, and bomb. the TV was like, we don't even want this. And because <laughs> because blame, I I'm against 3D. I didn't even think of it until, but it, 
apparently they wanted to release it theatrically because another movie they had released theatrically had done very well, which we didn't include, which would have taken the top spot away from one of the other films on our on our best list, uh, Jimmy Neutron. Oh. Jimmy Neutron. Um, sure. But that, that premiered as a movie, movie and then first. was a show. Oh, thank God, I'm right. Yeah. Oh, they Well, they, they definitely were... It seemed like one of those things, it's almost like a video game way of thinking that I'm surprised not more shows do, that basically... They build the tools to make a CG world. And they're like, well, we have these assets exist. Mm-hmm. Let's just make a TV show with these things. Like, they're just cheaper, but we have the character models. That character model's not going away. It's still going to be Jimmy Neutron, so let's just pose him in other places. Yeah, just you've already made the investment to make the movie. Yeah. Just make a show out of it. I'm surprised. Like oh, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we have a terrible Lorax animated series? Like, <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. I speak mouth. for the trees. They want I you to buy it. awful plastic shit. I speak for the trees. <laughs> Throw it away. Uh, yeah, I never saw the Hey Arnold movie. Um, so ever. Hey, I, was a, I was a big fan of Hey Arnold. I talked about it already on this mm-hmm. podcast, but I think it was a really fun, subversive show that, like, took place in a cool city where kids like it was a hipster place that you wanted to yeah. live in as a kid when you lived in the suburbs mission hilly yeah mission hilly and also that um it was one of those ones that promised big changes that then reversed them like in the trailer for it they're like Hel- the core to the show is that the character helga is in love with arnold but mm-hmm. acts like she hates him and is, is always on the verge of having that secret come out that she is in love with him in the trailer, they're like, she is looking in Arnold's face and goes like, I love you, and just admits her love. But then by the end of the film, Arnold just kind of says to her, like, you were just crazy, and you didn't really mean that, right? Like, which was basically just the creators going, this isn't the last episode, we can't change their character dynamics, so let's just pretend it didn't happen. Let's which, just set it back to zero. Yeah, I hate, I really hate that. Especially in a movie when it's supposed to be like... Big consequences, yeah. yeah. But also, I came to love the Helga character because yeah, she totally. she has a horrible family life. Like her mom mm-hmm. is her mom is pretty much a drunk, though they don't like. She's just a daytime drinker who drinks smoothies and acts very mm-hmm. clumsy. Mm-hmm. While meanwhile, her father is just like a mean asshole. Like he's just <laughs> a bad. He's like Bob's beepers, who mm-hmm. it just like doesn't care about his kid. He's like, I don't care. I'm busy. Like, he's just mean. I have read, like, I, I feel like one or two essays about how, like, Helga is really the main character of Hey Arnold. And a lot I of it's, like, her that. elaborate fantasy. Yes. And it's like, I never really watched this show, but you make it sound amazing. Oh, it's mm-hmm. wonderful. And then that they were going to have a second movie, which mm-hmm. wouldn't even needed to be in theaters. And they made what ended up being the last episode that was not supposed to be the last episode because it is a cliffhanger to the movie that they set up <laughs> that... Arnold had parents that seemingly died, but they actually just were explorers who never came back. They were killed by Norman Osborn. Secret <laughs> formula. So, the, but they actually they just seemingly died. Nobody's found, but and they were found by this tribe of lost people. Mm-hmm. The perfect setup for the movie where he finds his parents. Mm. But the and so fans were like, it's the dream of fans to see. Please, we just want to see this happen. Like. They've, they've read what the script would have been. Like, they haven't revealed... The creator, Craig Bartlett, hasn't revealed everything just because he's like, but what if it is made into a movie? Like, he's still dreaming. Oof. But you can figure out what was going to happen. Like, he gets his parents back. Well, I hate, I hate children's animation... Or any sort of children's entertainment that basically says that death isn't forever, kids. Mm. Your parents could suddenly come back. 
Man. Yeah, if even Sesame Street had the balls to tell us the truth about death, the fact that like every other commercial form of entertainment, yeah, doesn't. I was mad that how you tra- how to train your dragon two seems to be pulling that. Thank you. That's um, that bothered me so fucking much yeah. in the film. The fact that like, well, is that a spoiler? No, I, I think no, it's, it's in, in the, the commercials. His mom's back. Yeah. yeah, but not only is his mom back, is like is everything you stri- you struggled to achieve in your new society, your mom did and didn't care enough to come see you again. Yeah. And yeah. like, and I can't get over any of that. Pre- you just undid a lot of shit here. Yeah, I, I like the sort of the bonding that the hiccup and his dad had had mm-hmm. over both sort of missing her, and mm-hmm. that she was sort of the thing that held them together. And now they don't know how to relate to each other. P.S. Now it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Now nah, fuck you. I did not care for How to Train Your Dragon too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was objectively bad. Yeah. Um, and I liked the first one quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. The Hey Arnold the movie one. is good though. It's not. It's not. I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's not. Uh, I mean, the show. It's. It works better as an eleven-minute show, like most of these things. True. It's stretched too far. I think my favorite episode of Hey Arnold is where they're trapped. They're stuck in the tree and they can't get down. And there's only one guy there who's trying to get, like, who could help him, but he's just falling asleep on a on a lawnmower. And then they flash forward, like, to their imagined sixty years from now, where they're old men in the tree, <laughs> and the lawnmower is still just going around in circles. And, like, Arnold says, you'd think he'd run out of gas by now. L to the O to... Let me hit my comedy button. There we go. Um, hey, Arnold aired on what channel? First. Nickelodeon. What a good segue, Henry. Um, hey, Arnold was at number 29, at 26 on the Rotten Tomato percentage meter. Oh, boy. Never saw Bring. <laughs> Prepare yourself for the biggest Really detecting a lot of similarities in these trailers. Of Doug's life. I have not seen one lick of non-Nickelodeon Doug in my yeah. entire life, yeah. and I don't plan to ever change that. I've never seen it. I am so what uh, Doug at all? No. This show is like how repetitive those trailers are. They really are just like they're all the same. They're it's, like it's an action movie. Actually, we're kidding. <laughs> I mean, the Simpsons one was that when it was yeah. like, oh, the Superman one. Yeah, it's just Homer and a Superman. Like it's uh, like the people who make trailers well, are not creative. It seems pretty like Doug is Doug because he's mundane and uninteresting. Yeah, and <sighs> they had set up a thing. So that's why yeah. I related to him. I, the trailers all remind me of the South Park '64 commercial, like. You will believe that an ass this fat can fit into a cartridge this small. <laughs> On the yeah, the Doug movie. So when it became it's such a bizarre, when it became Disney's Doug, which is a weird enough transition. A, like it just ended, and then Disney bought Doug. It like, turns out like it was doing well in the ratings and they were uh, Nickelodeon's like yeah we want to give you another season but it's kind of expensive let's hold off on this and like there are literally other people asking about doing another season of this can we please kick this off and somehow use it as leverage and like this is back when ABC was just bought by Disney and, and it became Disney's one Saturday morning yeah and they then, wanted to be the king of Saturday mornings with non-Pokemon shows to to Engage in a multi-million dollar acquisition. They didn't just buy Doug. They bought Jumbo Pictures. Jim Jenkins Studios. They bought a big animation house to get Doug. Which is... Diana, like, I'm with you. I love Doug, but like... No, this isn't... 
There's this kid can only be in in middle school for so long. It's not gonna. There's not a long shelf life on. There's Doug. not a long shelf life on Doug. It's just and not gonna work. So yeah, Doug just they on Disney's Doug they built in a storyline of basically the Loch Ness monster of Lucky Duck Lake mm-hmm. in in the world. You've and actually that, seen this? I I was a big Duck fan and I followed him to ABC. Oh, I did man. not what? watch the. What I didn't, weren't you a big fan of? I didn't watch the film. I didn't watch the film. I, I but I watched the trailers and could piece together. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, it was just uh, that Skeeter wanted to find the thing in Lucky Duck Lake, and then they found it, and it was like actually a monster. Like it wasn't a joke, or like it. Oh, nice. It kind of broke the world, honestly. Like it was. This is not <laughs> mundane enough. Ooh. Like though, then again, they already met their equivalent of the Beatles like seven times by this point. <laughs> so yeah. the Beats, yeah. the Beats, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who. Like also, I I will give one compliment to the Disney's Doug, which they had a weird continuity to it. Like episodes followed each other; they weren't meant they were meant to be seen in a sequence. And they had and, the like, decency to like jump the characters ahead of, ahead of like yeah, they're like four years age. Uh, I'd say they age two years over the two show. years. They, okay. they graduate out of a couple. Like it starts in middle school, and the first episode is about how everything's changing, and like almost every character has a new status quo that they have to deal with, mm-hmm. different from Nickelodeon. And then the last episode of Doug ever on Disney or ever anywhere is them going back to their old status quos and becoming like their old selves. So like, nah, I lost all that money. Or, oh, the Beats oh. got back together. They broke up and now they're back together. Like, stuff There's like that. There's my song. That's my real favorite Beats song. And now Patty Mayonnaise is in jail. And uh, for- it's really weird to hear that voice coming out of that old lady in orange is the new black. Yep. <laughs> Wow. The, the hippy dippy lady on yeah. Orange Is the New Black is Patty Listener. In case you it didn't sounds know. exactly like her though, it's so mm-hmm. bizarre to hear. I've never seen that lady before, but her voice I'll never forget. Well, because as a she, woman over she, forty, I can't see her getting cast in much stuff unless lesbians run the show. She, so. <laughs> <laughs> she well, she came. Did she travel with the show? Because I remember like Billy West has expressed a bunch. He didn't Billy want, West uh, gets he left seemed behind. very bored by Doug. I well, guess. I would be too. Yeah, but he was still, was he was kind of a boring show. Mm-hmm. Like, That's why I never it, watched it. It, it was looks paired really with boring. fucking Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. pairing birthday fireworks next to, uh, like you know, McDonald's. But I, I don't like, know. I like that though. It's like it made all of Nickelodeon like this pr- a, a pretty good mix CD. Yeah, like I for suppose. half an hour, you're going to get something, and you're going to get something in a completely different taste after that. Call it a palate cleanser if you want, but like it's just. It was completely different, and Doug's life at the time was exactly like mine. So, like, you were a boring fat kid. Yeah, I was boring fat kid. I had crushes on girls, but hadn't had any erections yet. My dog is my best friend. I guess it's nice to have something mundane for kids' entertainment yeah. instead of something that's just like wow. Only realizing in my mid thirties how kind of nice how much how awesome it was to find boring characters that I did relate to. <laughs> well, Doug Doug was kind of almost you could say it's an extrapolation of Charlie Brown mm-hmm. in that he's like. He's not at the center of his mm-hmm. group. He's he doesn't even really have a clique. He's just sort of this nerdy kid with one friend mm-hmm. uh, who's liked but not well liked, and uh, <laughs> he's really good at narrating. Yeah, he's really good at narrating, and he he tends to escape into a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's Quail Man or Jack Bandit or whatever the Which, fuck. Which, by the way, Comic-Con attendees is always hilarious to go as Quail Man. You yes. won't bump into 40,000 of them. That's true. Certainly <laughs> not. Ever. It's is it the, is it the male slave Leia? I am so sick of seeing it. I, I so am. It's, t- it's too easy to put together. I should put up that. I should post the duck. We did the origins episode, and you got us. If you were if you're my age and you remember seeing Doug on a USA Network trailer and an Orange Juice commercial was insane. I sent those to you, right? Like, yeah, that was, was pretty was nuts. In, it's it unmistakably Doug. 
Um, and pork chop. And pork chop. Hmm. But we should move on. I, I guess. I mean, we've got to fill a lot of air here. Because we're at, we're at number two. <laughs> no. Um, we're at number two. This is 21 on the Rotten Tomato Meter. 21. Mm. See, uh, don't guess ahead of time. I want the trailer to tell me. 25 years ago, they brought us a startling vision of the future. Oh. Jesus Christ. They're back. All right. Damn it. In their first feature-length motion picture. Congratulations. Someone is sabotaging Spacely Sprockets. Who give... I don't know... But I don't know why. that The theme music of the Jetsons... I hate the fucking Flintstones... Mm-hmm. I have a real big soft spot for the Jetsons. What well, just the and this movie. The music's great. I love the music in it. That's I love it. the design of of the future mm-hmm. of the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I prefer the Flintstone themes. I, I I did and I did like this movie. I rented it a nope. lot. Not me. A lot. I saw it in theaters. I think uh, bored to death. There's there's mm-hmm. a really simple thing you can do to make the Jetsons and the Flintstones mm-hmm. profound. Is if Hanna Barbera came out and said, "No, Flintstones has actually set a thousand years after the Jetsons." Whoa! Whoa! I, Whoa! I prefer to think that they're set at the same time. Bana, mind blown. So, so because, the Flintstones is what's well, going on on the surface. On the surface, and we, the Jetsons yeah, are all miles above. Canonically, Flintstones meet the Jetsons shows <laughs> that they're different <laughs> timelines. Yeah, I know. I always wanted to oh, point out in the in the NES Flintstones games, the last level is in the Jetsons, mm-hmm. and, and it's vice versa. Cannon shattering thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. As they, I also remember in the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. They tried to give George Jetson the equivalent of Yabba Dabba Doo, which was Uba Duba. Uh, that doesn't work. Doesn't work. Because, because that, that, in 1984, you what can't was, give what him. What was wrong a, with Eep Op Orc Ah Ah? Orc Ah Ah. Violent Femmes covered that song. I love that song. I have that album with the Violent. Femmes. I love uh, fucking. But I, uh, the Jetsons That's had, when we found out George Jetson was great at playing the drums. The, Je- <laughs> the Jetsons had one season in the 60s yep. and yeah. then got another season in the 80s. Jesus. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. So like that, that shit was new when I was watching it. Well, you were watching a mixture of both that they weren't wow. telling you about, and that's Though why you it's would, very easy to tell one is the sixties. It was. It was at the time. The, what I distinguished it before was that stupid thing with the springy legs. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. That signifies you're in the eighties. Oh. Um, no, that guy was in one episode. Kind of like how Dino was first introduced no, he was, in one episode as a talking dog. Mm. Uh, Dinosaur that then that acted kind of like Dino Martin. But so those then, those episodes were made concurrently with Shirt Tales and all the other awful shit that Hanna Barbera was doing. Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, like it. But I I lo- I did like the Jetsons a lot. I still have a fucking soft spot, and I don't like it. I don't like it because I know I like mm-hmm. it just because it's mm-hmm. old. But I swear to God, I could pop in a fucking marijuana edible and disappear into like a couple <laughs> hours. The Jetsons, including this movie, which is fucking insane, uh, because. A, it's a ghoul house. It, it killed its whole voice cast for the most part. Um, mm. Dawes Butler had it's died. It's a real downer when the credits come and they have to say, like, dedicated to three people. Uh, yep. like, <laughs> well, it was two people. Like, oh, okay. Because, George and... Because and uh, Penny Singleton, the voice of Jane, mm-hmm. just didn't do anything after that for, like, 14 years. Uh, okay. She never did one thing after that. Wow. Uh, just left the spotlight. Uh, but uh, Mel Blank, it's his final role. And uh, George O'Hanlon... Yeah. Uh, I think they said had a second stroke 
they, I can't, I couldn't find good evidence of this like moments after he left the studio, Aww. and it, with because just the articles are like he died doing what he loved. I'm like, did he, did he really love this? Did, yeah, well, then the film was like this dream of Hanna Barbera to make it. Like I Hanna, think so. Hanna Barbera wanted to make it. And then when they finished it, like it was a failure. It was just like, oh, we failed at our dream. Like that's, that's also the best. I don't think in that. that film. Re- I think it's a pretty okay movie. No. No, it's very boring, and the dude, then the eighty, like the rock people they hang with, they're like yeah. the most eighties assholes ever. Like I hate them, like, they suck. <laughs> and like the, and it's just drab. Like the plant, like it also, it's it does first... something that I hate in a lot of those TV spinoff mm-hmm. movies. Just like you know, this place you like them in, mm-hmm. they're leaving they're right le- now. They're, they're not going to be there at all. But like I went, get it, they don't want they don't want familiar surroundings. Fine, but they like, went to a darker place that yeah. had an environmental message. Yeah, it, oh, and a no. place that sucked, like it, with new characters <laughs> that weren't cool. Like, but it it, it replaced the the original voice for uh, Judy Jetson. I forget her name now, but she did mm-hmm. lay down a track, and they're like, "Fuck you, we have to appeal to the youth, Tiffany, Tiffany." Yep. And meanwhile, I'm watching this in 1990, and like. That's like my cousin's thing. Like, I don't give a fuck about Tiffany. It took them yeah. a very like, long time to make the movie, too. Oh, like, maybe that was it. But, but like, it turns out Tiffany sucked at a couple of her lines, so there's still, like, the original voice actress in there. <laughs> and there's Jeez. some guy doing pickup lines for... The same guy doing pickup lines for Spacely and Jetson because they weren't available for reshoot, reshoots due to mortality. Um, but <laughs> here's, what you, here's, what you, here's what you missed. Uh, Tiffany does a couple songs on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So totally does, worth it. So Especially. does a gentleman named XXL uh, who does a Jetsons rap. Oh, no. You're welcome. We're going to modernize it for the kids. This is my tip. Uh. Well, hello, everybody. Yes, it's us. <laughs> it's really true. We're back. And we're going to have some fun with you. Fuck. The party in the future. We'll okay. think of the lyrics later. Just, just lay the beat. <laughs> this monkey rap. Donkey Kong. <laughs> this is so My good. My name is Tom. Just four more minutes of this. <laughs> I need to hear all of it. Let's hear a little more. Tap, this is that's me no. tapping out. Uh, you can tell it's a bad rap song. When it's, do the walking. Is that the uh, the yellow pages slogan at the time? <laughs> let your fingers do the walking. I think that must be a reference. Like what a hip reference. But, but also, we like, are yeah. so hip you can't even name us. We are going to rock around on Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a filler. I still get first... residuals from that. I'm actually on that. Did you know that? It was such a filler first verse. Like that is. Like the most fillery first verse of any rap song, of like, let's tell you how we're back. But who are we? Let's list our names, and that'll get us to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I brought. I wanted to bring. I'm glad it's second to last because there, I, I thought Boy. there would be a bunch of other things in here, but Rotten Tomatoes doesn't have. Measurements for him, I guess, uh, like. such as 1964's "Hey There, It's Yogi Bear," the first uh, theatrical movie from Hanna Barbera, that kind of sucks. Which I bought and tried to watch. It's fucking excruciating, even when you're high as shit. <laughs> well, um, they took themselves too seriously, they, right? But is it did. worse than Yogi's Ark? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like wow. the animation is is like noticeably better. 
which mm. I think makes a everything weirder, and then even like triple weirder when it ter- everything turns into it is a musical. It is a straight musical. <laughs> um, here's a okay. little. I didn't hear any click. It's a time when you whisper sweet nothings in my ear. <sighs> that I can do. That's Yogi. Nothing. 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 And because you're such a sweet kid, here's another nothing for nothing. Oh, yo! Oh, God, there's a laugh track? Oh, I did that. To be aggressive. (sighs) But I just don't know how. That sounds like the man who got away. The animation is bizarre. I'm looking at at this over your shoulder. It's... It's pretty insane. And if you read, it's like if Disney was trying to do shitty Hanna Barbera. Yeah. And if you read criticism of it, it's like this is not great. <laughs> but the idea that there's more theatrical animation from is is a cool thing. We welcome more theatrical animation. In the mid '60s, that's how and they felt. B- before. You know, now when we're like, we would just throw shit. We would mm. throw things at the movie Give theater no while driving by at full speed. Uh, rather than go see these things, it's like, oh, nice, uh, some Disney esque <laughs> competition. That's that's pretty the great. The beginning have... of that song sounded so much like the man that got away that I'm just going to assume it is, and that's actually Judy Garland, and she's actually really oh, got problems. If they can oh, love, it goes up Damn. So can we? Of course it does. Uh, feels more like Debbie Reynolds here. Mm, it does actually. What is that instrument? A bunch of uh, brass instruments, muted trombones or muted trumpets, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't really hear that outside of like the '60s. I'm glad you mentioned because I've always like I don't see those sounds accurately recreated even when people are doing so on purpose, mm-hmm. and they're missing one. Maybe it is the muted trumpet. So there. the singing voice uh, for the, you still got Dawes the, Butler in there as Yogi. Well, the singing voice for the woman right there was Robin Ward, who is famous for a. One hit wonder in 1963 called "Wonderful Summer," which I, I don't even know the name of that. I, that I just suddenly remembering for the first time in years the alternate ending to the CG Yogi Bear that circulated on YouTube. <laughs> now it's fa- uh, but great right. because "Assassination of Jesse James" with a cow Robert Ford is one of yeah. the greatest movies ever made in our lifetime. People mm-hmm. can't recommend it enough, and I can't believe somebody parodied that with a really well. Well, done CG production of Yogi Bear. Yeah. Was, it, was that like just the animators fucking around? I don't think it was either, but it was billed as that when um, I think it was just some dude mm. oh, okay. who wow. said alternate ending. Uh, and the singing voice of Yogi was done Definitely by, not by James Darren, who is most famous for the role of Moondoggy in Gidget. Oh, of course. Wow. We are off of the Rotten Tomatoes list. We're, we're going off list for a little oh. bit because these were not on, on there. Um, Yogi Bear is brought to us. This was directed by who, Henry? Guess. Well, the Yogi Bear? Well, would it be Hannah Barbera? That, that Henry. You. Joseph Barbera and William Hannah. Um, they did Tom and Jerry and then destroyed animation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, I love that Tom and Jerry. The Tom the, and Jerry movie. Mm. Fucking hell. Songs written by Henry Mancini. Like one of his oh, last songs before really? Death 2. Which, do, which doesn't doesn't count, by the way. Because there's, there was there a... Were theatrical yeah, there shorts. Was theatrical shorts. Yeah, there Mickey yeah, was in Fun and Fancy talk. Free. Yeah, they talk. They talk. They hey. had that as a selling point, too. Of just like, and now they, they don't just talk, they sing. The weird oh. thing is that they still make Tom Barf. and Jerry movies today where they don't talk. Oh, it's, like, it's all flashy it's animated so too. Obvious. So there's Don't a new show that looks very flashy. Yeah. Talk. Um, but Hanna Barbera also were famous for uh, another 
mm-hmm. uh, cartoon show. Uh, the Flintstones. Oh, Henry. Jesus. You were on a roll, buddy. Um, you were going to get a gold star. Uh, 1966. A man named... A man called Flintstone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's a parody of all those oh-so-popular spy films yes, of the 60s. Our man Flint. <laughs> this won't get dated. And that's, that's, that's what's so weird. The Disney stuff during this period is not dated in the slightest because it's not trying to be topical, whereas mm. these movies tried very hard to be... And like their animation is not any better. I bought A Man Called Flintstone the other night and tried to watch it. It was excruciating. Um, it's, it was, but at least it was uh, done as a close to the series. Hmm. It was well played. Like, did it have a laugh track? Uh, no, it didn't. Wow. But it, uh, six, oh, season, six seasons in a movie is very <laughs> applicable to the Flintstones. And is I love the great gazoo in this. Uh, uh, I, no, I don't think. I, I think they wrote him out of it. He's I, there's a dude. Well, the whole plot is there's okay. another. There's another. A person who looks like Fred, who's a spy, so it yeah. needs to be somewhat grounded. And so it's like Prince and the Popper, but with James mm. Bond. And grounded is not the right way to put it because he's fighting <laughs> cartoon villains in it. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, he works for a guy who's also the villain. Like, that's the that's the reveal. And it's kind of it's basically something they then stole for the misadventures of Penelope Pitstop. Yes, uh, oh. in the same way, her manager was also the masked villain that had been chasing her. Same deal. In the, in the, the man pre- um, a monthly character voiced by Mel Blanc. So as you can Yet see, they, why why do something once in Hanna Barbera <sighs> when you can do it seventeen times and, and just color them a different color? Much like the Yogi Bear movie, also a musical. This is a, Michael. Here we are, like we always are. <laughs> When you're near, I'm never far. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're a matched and perfect set. They're singing never a love song to each other? yet. In fact, we are the indisputable. It's positively irrefutable. Bringing the strings, all right. You might say we're me and you, double teammates. Gross. This uh, is the song wow. straight men could sing to each other in the 60s. <laughs> without uh, even thinking about subtext. Fucking disputable lovers. <laughs> uh, fucking. Oh, God. Uh, where stop and you're the bottom. Where, the where? bottom of my heart. Uh, it's weird. I, I watched it. <laughs> It has a great credit sequence that is one of the few things that's on YouTube mm-hmm. regarding this movie. Uh, and then it, it it says, it credits Alan Reed like almost above title for the voice of Fred because I think mm. he wasn't feeling good. Oh. Um, and he his lived for a singing parts time. were dubbed oh. or were done by, uh, shit, I forgot his name, but he's the guy who ended up doing Fred after him. Forever. Oh, uh, okay. That's why I wonder why Fred always sounded kind of the same, but it was yeah. a different actor. It was definitely a different yeah. actor. Um, but it, it's the one you hear. I just watched the... <laughs> Yabba dabba do! I like talking to you! That's That was the one for 40 years. Is that, that the Fruity Pebbles up. one? No, that was the Bart Simpson begging for the Flintstone phone. Yeah, the Flintstone phone. <laughs> I call Flintstone phone. I call Flintstone phone. Yabba dabba do! I like talking to you! That's the real, legit Fred. And last but not least, also not on the list, Smurfs and the Magic Flute. Oh, actually, Magic Flute by Smurf standards is a good thing, but it's, um, it's pretty nuts. Uh, it was based on a movie called um, shit. I forget what it was called. I think it was called the, the, the Six the Six Magic Holes. But like this is this is based on like a comic that was not about the Smurfs. The Smurfs were right. uh, they used they were the they were Urkel characters. You smurfed them. Popular Urkel characters. Uh, and wait, the, is this the Johan and Johan Peewit? Johan and Peewit, uh, or whatever. I named my cat after Peewit. 
or Pee Wee. It's probably pronounced Pivot or something. Uh, it was Pee Wee on the car on the Smurfs cartoon. Yeah. It was we would appear on the Smurfs cartoon, but they were they were very much their own separate series. They introduced themselves to the Smurfs in a movie. The, this comic was so popular they made it into a movie in 1976, and then Hanna Barbera way later on decided to adapt the Smurfs into a. Uh, uh, a TV cartoon, and so this movie got re-released. I actually remember seeing it on TV. It's excruciating, and immediately being like, "I don't. This is like they're saying it's the Smurfs. It's not really the Smurfs. Yeah. None of the voices I don't really are the same." Get it. I think I ruined my parents' date night or something because of that. Because they're like, "Hey, a whole movie. Watch this. We're gonna go off and make out or something." The movie, <laughs> and after like ten minutes, I'm like. I'm out. No, the, the movie, you got to put on something else for me, guys. I don't care is, what you're doing. I need hey, new entertainment. Hey, unlock the door. The, the movie is 70 minutes long. The Smurfs take 40 minutes to appear. Oy. So if you're a kid going to see a Smurfs movie in the mid 80s, oh. like yours truly, mm-hmm. you get really upset. And then when you finally do see them, it's just like. Let's meet two Smurfs who never disagree. One creates flowers, the other poetry. I find beauty in verse. I think yard work's a curse. With me, it's just fine to do his work and mine. This smurf is lazy. His job's never done. He works like a daisy, asleep in the sun. German expressionist Dadaist art collective. Performance art. That this, was totally performance. It was it. like the the worker in parasite of. <laughs> Children's cartoon yep, yep, songs. Yep. Well, I couldn't mm-hmm. see the animation, but it had to me. It had the feel. Or maybe this is just me seeing gay things and everything. But it was the Wizard of Oz Munchkin things, like, mm-hmm. and this is the person, and they just tell this is the song. person who's named for his job. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, and then like the the music's by Kurt Vile, mm-hmm. and then they sing about <laughs> serial killers, and there's like projections behind them that says like. Capitalism. <laughs> oh, and uh, also, this is supposed to go at the top of the show, uh, the, in the probably worst category, but didn't have uh, an IMDb cla- or a Rotten Tomato rating. Um, we are not at the number one yet. Oh, I'm sorry, Pokey. I didn't know you were there. Barf. No. We were looking for you, Gumby. Uh, movie was made in 1992. <laughs> I always sound like they're on morphine. Movie was on, made in 1992. Could not find a distributor until 1995. Took three oh. years. The movie grossed $57,000 at the box office. <gasps> um, oh, some no. of you had made more this year. Um, <laughs> it probably then, cost that much just to make the Gumby Then uh, the Gumby maquettes. movie. Well, they're very cheap. So... We got a on the most recent MST3K set. Mm-hmm. They actually do a whole thing about Gumby because the Gumby short, the first Gumby short, I believe it was mm-hmm. Robot Rump. This uh, <laughs> Rump, Rump it says Rump. Robot no, Krampus. Uh, but yeah, Robot Rumpus <laughs> was mocked by the Mystery Science Theater guys, mm-hmm. and then as an extra on the DVD, they talked to the son of Art Cloakey, who. Mm-hmm. Sadly, wow. it's just like, I'm keeping my dad's dream alive. The future's for Gumby. Like, oh, it's not. <laughs> oh, man. Gumby hasn't mattered since, like, 1970. I like, o- only when Eddie Murphy made fun of him. Like, that was yeah. the last time Gumby mattered. And, but but the weird thing with this movie is the first, and I'm almost fucking positive, the <laughs> only time Gumby has been in widescreen. <laughs> ever. Ever, ever. Unless, unless there's some... I know there, for some reason, at Mission Comics, there's a Gumby comic. Mm-hmm. But it has it has a sticker on it that lets you know that like there's been some legal situation because it's over the back page that like over the legal copyright section that like, I'm guess it is sent to them and like please 
do not give credit to this company for this gum. And there's like three oh, stickers fuck. over it leading me to believe there's some stupid Gumby dispute that the world wow. doesn't give a shit about. <laughs> well, Gumby was just in those... Gumby um, sucks. The, there was that line of holiday Honda commercials like, that were online. Did you yes. guys see? Where it was just like... It was pretty neat. Old school. Yeah, it was really cool. It was just old school things like Gumby, but also He-Man. Skeletor taking over the Honda Twitter was funny. They, they just star in <laughs> commercials, and they're like, okay, whichever one gets the most watches is like wins the commercial war of these old stars. I think it was uh, Stretch Armstrong was another one I saw. And the number one worst Gumby sucks. movie I watched a whole by a long Gumby. shot, according mm. to Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and I don't have any sound clips from it, is. What's the percentage on it? At zero percent. Oh, at zero percent. Other movies wow. don't even have so a percent. So not one good review. Uh, Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. Oh, ouch! Wow. A movie Real. I experienced. You're the biggest Rainbow Bright fan in this room. That must I, hurt. Um, I remember this. I remember reading bad. the comic adaptation. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, this is the one that introduced a boy character, right? Who looks like Mega Man? Yeah. Exactly. He like looks Mega exactly Man. like Mega Man. Um, he so, looks wait, Henry. How do you feel about Rainbow Bright? I just want to find Man, out something. I know. I I, uh, okay. I had the I had the toys of the little yellow things that made noises. I like those. Right? Okay. Yeah, it's Come bright. On, Man. Okay, so just like Care Bears, again, the one girl in the room had no interest in this girly toy. I, all the guys did it. I was through, totally digging it. Methods of incredible subterfuge would convince my sister this is what she wanted for every birthday. <laughs> And uh, Christmas, she was what because, three years younger than you, or something. Yeah, because so. I couldn't really. A- I could, I could see disappointment, disappointment in my father when I'd ask for a rainbow <gasps> bright, unless oh, they were boy characters, because then he couldn't distinguish them. Like so, murky and lurky. That's cool. I still have them, hmm. um, but I couldn't ask for rainbow bright figures. So my sister, hey, hey, you know what'd be great? Aww. Your fucking main sprite and rainbow bright and a little moon thing we can hang from the fan. <laughs> Uh, and awesome. then you stole your sister's toys? Uh, well, I do. Like, That's terrible. It does make me incredibly gay to admit that, but my first bone rawer was essentially in this movie. There's a scene where uh, oh boy. Uh, the Mega Man character, he's not the Star Stealer, right? No. Uh, where he's, he's fighting the Star Stealer, yes. I think. Where yes. he falls off a pipe and grabs onto her ankle, and it shows just a little bit of her underwear. She's oh, like, do you mind? And he's like, ooh, excuse me. Like I have to, underwear? Or? Yeah, yes. yeah, like yeah. Up, Rainbow Bright upskirt is, is heavily implied, and I, I would just rewind that scene over and over again. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking know why. why. Yeah, I didn't have no idea why. I had no sexual appetite or anything. But like, I love that scene. Yeah. I would, I would wait. I would even like tell my sister, who was, thank God, couldn't communicate with my parents, come get me when that scene. Happened. You know this. This reminds. Wow. This makes me want to say a line from uh, Woody Allen. Film shit, the, the the most famous one. There. It'll have to wait till next time. No, zero. it's uh, even Freud said there's a latency period. <laughs> Annie Hall. There God, we go. I'm so yep. stupid. All right, that is it. We are, we are <laughs> done. This is the end of this two-parter. Thank you for listening. Please tell a friend. Go listen to the best of if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, tell a friend about the show, maybe. Uh, share it on Facebook, uh, Laser Time Show on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I'm at Cantista on Twitter. Lots of dick jokes and amiibo figures. Uh, I'm at Wikiparas on hey, Twitter. Hey, and you, you can follow my show at VG Apocalypse. Ooh, a Vigi weekly video game show? Yes, a weekly video game show. Can I show. come on? You can. You're, you're yes. in fact there every week. Oh, okay. Exciting. <laughs> well, and I'm H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter, but I didn't need to tell you loyal listeners that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I host the weekly show, Cape Crisis, where we talk about comic books all two hours long and sometimes... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I regularly appear on the 
bi-weekly-ish show, Cheap Popcast, where we talk about the world of wrestling. Somebody throw the goddamn bomb! That's not... <laughs> That's, right. That's how noise. you're telling us to hurry up. Yeah, I got to piss like a motherfucker. Uh, but we yep. usually keep a clean show, so I'm sorry, I apologize for new listeners. What? Didn't you have a? You didn't get to plug anything. I don't want to plug anything. I'm not on Twitter because I'm like alternative. I keep thinking you, you have are. a forum. I do. Actually, yeah, I have a, I have a forum and a website. Not without my handbag.com. I really will update soon. Probably without it. Oscars of 1994 hey, coming up. We've got so. some Oscars coming up. Yeah. All right. I want to do some Diana stuff around that. <laughs> All right. We are done. Uh, go to laserdimepodcast.com. There might be an adjacent article you can look through and see these clips for yourself. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. This is I'm a very big fan of ethics and cartoon journalism. And I'm sorry <laughs> if we've somehow uh, shat on that sacred notion uh, to any of you. I did try and keep this in line. Did try and do research and keep organized. Until next time. Throw the goddamn bomb. Bounty hunters from the 71. Phase different space gates is how it's done. They're not gonna let you escape prosecution. Hitman hackers, dogs missing arms, con artists from the crew, yeah. Space just just miracles in every place with such high stakes. Red dragons in the kitchen, no one more, don't forget. Cowboy Bebop, Come with me, Bob, 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 Bob